This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of HSC Chat, the podcast made by the fans for the fans. This week we'll be reviewing what many define as a pivotal Easter weekend of fixtures, where we picked up four points out of a possible six. We'll also have a look ahead to the big game that kicks off at 5.20 today against Notts County. It's live on BT Sport from Victoria Park. We'll look at the heart of our club 1908 and much more. As ever, I'm joined by Davo, who's going to start us off by taking us through last weekend's fixtures. Yeah, so to kick off today's episode, we are taking a look back to the games that took place over the Easter weekend. Starting with the Good Friday home win against Dagenham and Redbridge. And now, Jack, I know you managed to watch this one. We've been home over the Easter holidays. So it will be good to get a second assessment. But firstly, I think it is fair to say that this wasn't as straightforward as it probably seems you know, fair enough, we were leading the game and all that, but to f- fair play to Dagenham because they didn't sit back, they didn't capitulate, they actually gained the momentum after we scored and looked a much better side, working the ball into dangerous areas, working well in possession and ultimately, you know, got the rewards after 32 minutes. But eventually, we did grind out the win thanks to a second-half goal by Gavin Houlihan. And now, Jack, bear in mind what I said, could you maybe give us your thoughts? Yeah, I mean... In summary, the weekend, personally, you know, it was, a, it was a solid return of points. Now, with the Good Friday game at home to Dagenham, as you've discussed, for me, I thought we looked pretty sharp overall. Reese Oaks, you know, he was absolutely first class. And as a team, I thought we, you know, thoroughly deserved the win. Um, the second goal was beautiful on the eyes. A great header by Gav at the back post. You know, at this stage in the season, it's pivotal that we manage to keep getting those wins because, you know, that will keep up the pressure on Sutton, who have an extremely important game on Tuesday night when they face Torquay. And now on to Easter Monday, a game that I personally did manage to watch. And although it was a point away from home, which, you know, isn't a bad thing, especially at this time of the season. But I was left feeling after the game that on another day, we probably would have won it. 
but such as football, and taking into consideration we had resorting goal for a large part, and still managed to come out in that second half and dominate as we did, is really a testament to the mentality of the club, players and the gaffer. And again, Jack, I'm wondering if you have anything you would like to add. Yeah, I mean, personally, I didn't manage to watch the game. But as you've uh, rightly highlighted, considering the circumstance with that awful injury to Ben Killip, you know, I personally believe it showed a real never-say-die attitude. And as Eddie Carl said on BBC Tees, this team just, you know, don't want to give up at all. You know, that's something that I really want to highlight, um, like you have. It's such a huge transformation in hunger and desire from the boys every time that they step onto the pitch and pull on that shirt. Each and every game this season, we're seeing them want it just as much as us fans, giving it all. They're all without sounding cliche as well. They are keeping the dream alive of us making a return back to the Football League. A little bit off topic um, of the actual games, but since we recorded the podcast, Pools announced the signing of Richie Bennett um, on loan from Stockport. Many consider this as an odd one as uh, their direct promotion rival. However, for me, he's really shown some quality. Firstly, when he came on against Dagenham, where he held up the ball really well, won all his flick-ons, if I remember rightly, and, and just looked a great addition. And the same could be said for that on Monday, um, by all accounts. An absolute brilliant to see him bag that header at the back post was to come back for that second time. I think he could be really useful for the period that we have him on loan, and hopefully we can utilise him to the maximum. Cheers, Stockport, for that one. We're recording this on the morning of the Notts County game. So, Davo, I believe, as is customary, you have the preview for the clash this evening. Yes, of course, Jack. But before I start on today's game, let me take you back to the last season when we took on Notts County at home. What an atmosphere it was that day. I remember Dave Chandler and the players coming over to the infamous Northwest corner at the end. And you could definitely feel in the air that something was building. We've pulled running out two nil winners that day with both goals coming from the midfield maestro, Nicky Featherston himself. But if you take into consideration the stats, then this makes for a very tight affair. So it could be a good spectacle for all. And if only fans could have been in, the Vic would have been absolutely bouncing, as we are even in a better position than last time we faced them. So Pearls, of course, coming to this in extremely good home form. On Good Friday, we made it 12 games unbeaten and 11 without defeat at Victoria Park, our best record for both since the 2005-06 season. Our most recent outing came on Easter Monday, a trip down to Boreham Wood, which ended in a 2 all draw, a game which seen goalkeeper Ben Killett withdrawn in the first half due to injury. And just before we move on to our visitors, a quick look at our last six games, which include three wins and three draws, and of course, no defeats, so a return of 12 points in that period of time. And just to note, our top goal scorer this term, of course, is Luke Armstrong, who has net, hit the net 11 times. And now moving on to the visitors, Notts County, who come to the northeast on the back of a good string of results away from home. Those results include five wins and five, to draw, five draws, no defeats. The most recent was a 4-2 away win on Easter Monday against Walken, which seen them come from 2-1 behind to claim the points. And interestingly, we've seen in recent weeks the departure of their manager, Neil Ardley, and he was replaced with the Ostersoon manager, Ian Birchnell. And as always, the Notts County top goal scorer this term is Kyle Wooten, who has 12 goals to his name. Now, on to our next item, which I believe is some really positive news, which was the announcement of the new fundraising initiative, the Heart of Our Club, 1908. 
The heart of our club is a community interest, non-profit making company, independent of the club, but it was formed to raise funds and work alongside the club on projects and initiatives that will benefit not only the football club, but also make a difference to the fan match day experience and the wider community of Hartlepool. It's going to be funded by supporters through monthly personal pledges, donations and other fundraising initiatives. In return for these donations, there's going to be a recognition and reward scheme, which will be created and based on a loyalty point system and again centred around the fans experience and club participation. The goal of the group is to work closely and collaboratively, collaboratively with all other fan group and networks. Funds will be used to support initiatives at the club, such as improvement of facilities, supporting Pool's youth development programme and building on match day experience, amongst other things, which will assist the club in achieving its aims. There's going to be a constant dialogue between the club and the heart of our club 1908. And there's going to be more information released going forward. I think that'll probably be on the club website, which is where I'm reading this statement from. Chairman Raj Singh did an interview the other week uh, with Rob Law and BBCTs, and he said, been talking to Heart of Our Club 1908 for a little while now, and it's something that is important for the club to support. I mentioned the initiative during my BBC Radio Tees interview a few weeks back, and it's great that the club is now, the group is now able to launch fully. We're keen to see the potential of the fundraising initiative and how it can help to support operations at the club. Although the group is independent of the club, we'll assist in supporting their initiatives, engaging with the members and ensure all funds donated are used in the best interests of the club. Fan engagement is vital at the club and we'll continue to develop links and consultation with all fans group. So you can get more information um, on this initiative at the website, which is www.theheartofourclub1908.co.uk. Or, as mentioned on the club website, any questions or queries can be emailed to pledge at the heart of our club 1908.co.uk. The next feature we've decided for this episode um, is to discuss our top three, current top three in form players in recent weeks. Davo, I believe you are going to kick starters with this one. Of course. Um, well, firstly, I think it's no easy task picking just three because everybody is playing so well at the moment. But I have managed to nail it down, and those do include Reese Oates, Gavin Houlihan, and goalkeeper Ben Killip. Starting with Reese, I mean, it's simple. What you see is what you get. An absolute workhorse, a player who grafts away from the first minute to the last. And, you know, I think it's fair to say that he's not probably your standard 20-goal-a-season striker. However, it's not all about that. It's about his other attributes are he possesses his work rate, desire, and just his, his overall passion just to get forward, get at defenders and cause as much trouble as possible. Mm. Secondly, moving on now to Gavin Houlihan, who I think it's fair to say had a rough patch early in the year, which, you know, it's fine. It's all part of the course. But he's making up for it now. Three goals in each of his last three starts. And we as a club and a team are reaping the rewards. And lastly, goalkeeper Ben Killip who I think personally probably hasn't won everyone over, which, you know, fair enough. We're all entitled to our thoughts and opinions. But this season, I think, seriously, we do need to put some respect on the guy's name. Some games this season, we've seen him make great saves. Saves that have seen us win games. And some games where he's kept us in them. And that's purely down to the quality that he possesses. 
And just to note, he has the most clean sheets in the National League. Yeah, I mean, I've got to agree with you there, Davo, on everything that you've said, to be honest. You know, there are so many people who've contributed week in, week out. Um, but here are my three that I've chosen. Firstly, Reese Oates, his contribution to the team can't be questioned. You know, a couple of goals and a clean sheet to add to that in the latest games. You know, his constant work rate and running both on and off the ball is second to none. And he's, it's just his overall contribution for me that really stands out. On to Gav Hulan, as I tweeted last week on my personal account, form is temporary whilst class is permanent. We all know what Gav is capable of and before the last three games, many would argue he hasn't been at his best, which in my own opinion is true. But he really showed the quality he possesses and the Gav that we're all used to with three goals in the last three games, with two of those being headed goals. Finally, uh, Jamie Sterry. I don't think this really needs much explaining, does it? You know, the quality he possesses his balls into the box. When he's on the ball, how he controls himself, the way he uses it, his defending, obviously, that goes without saying. Uh, I just really hope that we can keep him at the club because he really is a cut above and the previous experience that he does have is evident for us all to see. Now, Ben Killip didn't make it into my top three, but as you said, you know, I just want to give a mention to him. He's been under a lot of criticism, myself included, um, for the way that he's played. But, you know, the last, well, this season, you know, especially the last couple of months he's been he's been on top form and I'm delighted to see him and hopefully that'll give him you know a lot of a lot of confidence uh, moving forward hopefully he'll come back from this injury even better now a little addition to this episode and one which we may take forward is stat corner and on this day firstly um Richie Bennett's header which brought the scores level uh, on Monday was the first goal scored by someone other than Reese Oates Gav Hulan or Luke Armstrong since Luke Molyneux's winner at Torquay, which was almost eight games prior, and that was on Twitter from National League Musings. The second stat of this week, as aforementioned by you, Davo, is surrounding the success of Ben Killett this season. In the 29 games that he's played, he's conceded 25 goals, but most importantly, he's managed to keep 13 clean sheets, which is, as a production of this podcast, the most in the league. And on this day game for this episode comes from 2004 when Pools hosted now Championship Club Bournemouth with a brace from Adam Boyd giving Pools a 2-1 victory. How times have changed, but hopefully now on to bigger and better things under Raj and with DC at the wheel. Jack, before we tie up the episode today, I'll be interested to know your thoughts on today's game in regards to a prediction. I'm going with a one-all draw. I mean, of course, I hope I'm wrong in the sense that I hope Pills win, but I would never begrudge a point, especially to a team of their stature. Jack, could you give us your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going for a 2-1 win, building on our successful home form and taking some confidence from the fight and spirit that we showed on Easter Monday. It'll be really interesting to see how the defence uh, reacts, especially without Ben Killip in goal. You know, I'm confident we can switch it on in front of the BT cameras. It's going to be a game that, you know, could be crucial. Well, every game at this stage, sorry, is crucial now, but even bigger, you know. This is a, many would argue, a football league clash. Um, 
So let's hope that we can we can get that win over the line, three points closer to our objective. But as you said, as long as we're not losing, um, you know, that's a big thing. But today's also an opportunity. I know Sutton have games in hand on us, but an opportunity to go top, which I think would just give us a real psychological boost. One final discussion point for the podcast is the Brad Young or Henrik Ravas choice for this evening's game. Personally, if you have a player who's been you know, recently in the England under-19 setup, kept a clean sheet there and, according to reports last season, had numerous big clubs circling for his signature, it all begs the question as to why he hasn't been given a chance so far. And personally, with Kilip out, I would give him the opportunity in front of Ravas. I haven't been convinced by Henrik. I mean, he's steady, but nothing special and as I've said that is just my opinion and to be honest I think one major benefit of bringing him on loan from Derby County is that he really has pushed Killip to be a lot better to be the best version hopefully or getting towards the best version I know he's out injured now um, and hopefully you know we wish him a speedy recovery but you know I, I do think Henrik's had a good impact and helped him to work on those weaknesses in his game. Firstly you know I mostly agree with all the points you've made in regards to Brad Young and in terms of Henrik Ravas. And it's a difficult one because, you know, personally, I'd love to see the kid in action. You know, you've you've made the point about the clubs who have reportedly been after him. He's, he's called up recently to the under-19 camp. But for me, personally, at this part of the season where, you know, the business end, so to speak, it's pivotal that, you know, you've just, you've got to go with experience first. And of course, that is Henrik Ravas. Generally, I think it's wiser and safer to go with that experience, to go with maybe that more as a leader, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my thoughts lie with, with Henrik Kravas in that sense. Yeah, well, that wraps up yet another episode of HFC Chat. I hope you've enjoyed listening and we just really wanted to thank you for the support that was given to the last episode, especially, and all, all the feedback which was received. You know, it was greatly appreciated. We, we really look forward to having more of you fans coming on in the near future. And if this is something that interests you, you know, don't hesitate to drop us a DM on Twitter at HFC Chat or a message on Facebook at Hartlepool United News. Well, here's hoping that come this evening, we're reflecting on and celebrating another crucial three points. Thanks for joining us once again. From me and Davo, keep the faith and never say die. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official etf of the ncaa The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.